This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to News from the Krabby Coffee Shop with your host, Don McLean, from Jason and Alexis in the Morning on My Talk 1071, Garage Logic's newsman, Mr. FYI, John Height, and the crabbiest guy in the coffee shop, Kenny Olson. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. Something, I repeat, has happened in the motorcade route. There's numerous people running up the hill alongside Elm Street, there by the Stimmons Freeway. Several police officers are rushing up the hill at this time. Stand by just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. I... Uh... Let's talk about why John uh, Wayne was a bastard instead. No, no. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. We just did that moving, you know, clips about the assassination of our 35th president. And then you're like, I don't like this story anymore. I want to change it. Talk about setting up the listener and then hitting him with the right hook. Chuck Chuck Berry used to. He'd hire a local band when he was on tours. So they'd have to know his songs. And he'd be in the middle of a song and he'd just change the key randomly because he was a bastard. I, I want to be the role of Chuck Berry today. Uh, Let's talk about why John Wayne was an <laughs> asswipe. <laughs> well, we can talk wow. about that too. No, actually, uh, Vic sent me something yesterday, um, and it was new documents. That uh, this is from a press conference yesterday. I'm going to read to you for a while, so just sit back, relax, and oh, okay. Okay. turn up the monitor and your headphones. I so might you fall can asleep. Just yeah. hear how fantastic I sound. Okay, <laughs> a core. Oh, and John, remind me in front of Joe Souchere, remind me to say a, a corp instead of a core. Corp, okay. Yeah, because that'll, that'll drive him crazy. Uh, for the record, Dawn is actually leaning back and laying down in her chair. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame her. A core of researchers looking into the 63 assassination of JFK say they have unearthed proof of his alleged that his alleged assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald, was involved in an operation by the CIA mere months before the killing, reigniting questions about whether the Oswald, uh, whether he was truly alone in his decision to kill JFK. This press conference was yesterday. Um, the Mary Farrell Foundation, a bunch of attorneys, uh, told uh, people, told who? Told reporters. <laughs> That the foundation obtained a document. No, a preschool. I'm just not. I'm just. Uh, Random people assembled. This is such, it's such a cliche. I'm just not into it. I feel like we're making a mistake. And I, I think a lot of people listening just don't even care. Um, and I guess it would be our job to make you care. Wouldn't I care, yeah, Kenny. Everybody's so set in their opinion on this. I don't uh, think we're going to change well, anybody's uh, mind. There's I so hope many you're... people that will believe what you yeah. say. Yeah, and John, for the record, there's the right opinion and there's the wrong opinion. Yeah, there's the, the right, right opinion. So. It's the right opinion and it's John's opinion. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the foundation obtained documentation relating to the still classified covert operation approved by senior CIA officials three months before JFK's death. And the reason this is um, a pretty serious claim is that because the CIA previously has said, no, he didn't work for us, we didn't have him. But here's the deal. Here's the deal with yesterday's press conference and what they've said yesterday. They don't provide us proof. They don't give us the document. They don't tell what the document is. Now, uh, Biden issued an order, I believe it was in 2021, if I remember right, that they have to release the, uh, the documents by a certain date. 
That date is next Monday, Thursday, Thursday. 15th. December yeah, 15th. The 15th. Oh, great. Yeah. So, but if you think we're actually going to figure out what happened and we're finally going to know, no, 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 no. You're, you're, you're naive, as we say. You're very you're naive. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? You're naive. And so, I think the question here is what are they hiding? They're hiding that they already knew everything about Lee Harvey Oswald that there was to know and then lied to everybody saying they didn't know it because they're covering their asses. So they're just And that's co- what that started in 1963. So they're covering up basically their own embarrassment. Exactly. Because uh, without him being involved in whatever this you know CIA operation was would he have killed the president? What is this operation? Well, this, see, okay, now I got to pull this from the floor. Okay, so what now this th- this is where we light a fire under John because John believes that he acted alone. Go ahead. John. This is not new stuff. This is a book from 1992. That's a big book. Six hundred pages, which I read about Lord. 15 years ago. Oh, and uh, what's the it gentleman? Called? Oswald and the CIA, John Newman is the author. 615 pages of inaccurate information. Uh, and, uh, where are you? Turn your Mr. mic off, Russ. Mr. <laughs> Newman, uh, an assistant <laughs> professor at the University of Maryland, uh, wrote a long, lengthy book about JFK and Vietnam also, which I have not read. I did read this, and I've read, I have about, I'm sorry to say, after Kenny texted me, I said, I went up and looked at right now, I have about 15 books on the shelf about the JFK assassination. Really? I've probably gotten rid of another 20 that I read. And just you are an expert. I so, was a geek, complete assassination geek. So tell us time. why you, just give us uh, the basics on why you believe he acted alone. Why he acted alone? Yeah. Because he, he was uh, not a fan of John Kennedy. He was a member of the, uh, and part of the CIA story is he was a member of the Fair Play for Cuba group. Uh, he was a big Bay fan of, of he was a big fan of Castro. He handed out leaflets in New Orleans uh, for the Fair Play for Cuba uh, group in early 1963, uh, and the CIA had their eye on him as is the as did the FBI. But the CIA and he also was in Mexico City at one point where the CIA investigated him, uh, talking trying to get to Cuba, uh, yeah. and having a hard time doing that. And he was quoted as saying he would like to kill John F. Kennedy. Well, I would go ahead, finish. CIA had all this information, but then denied knowing anything about him when they started investigating after the assassination. I would propose to you that what uh, Oswald was doing in Mexico was on behalf of the CIA. (laughs) And And the fact that they covered it up is proof, not, you know, not proof, proof, but pretty good proof that they're involved, that he was a guy, he was one of their people. There's actually no proof at all, Kenny, there that you said, even though you just said pretty good proof. But uh, what about the shooting of uh, who did he shoot a month or a couple of months before? The judge, Judge Walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the fact that he missed at very close range to me is very, very telling. But he, he wasn't that close, and Walker was inside a house. Yeah, he oh. shot through a window. Big deal. Yeah. So why did he want to shoot Judge Wapner. CIA told him to. Wapner. <laughs> I'm glad you said Wapner, Don. That's what I thought of too. Yeah, yeah. Why? I think she, that's a good question. Why Don. did he want to shoot him? Go ahead, John. Uh, I don't remember politically. There were some mm. issues. Uh, Walker was a uh, a right wing uh, character, shall we say? And Oswald obviously was not, since oh. he was for the Fair Play for Cuba group. Um. I think Walker also was a general, wasn't he, at one point? Or he I wasn't think, a yes. judge. He was a general. Yeah, I think he wasn't you're right. a judge. I think he was yeah. a general, yeah. And, and I believe that Oswald perhaps uh, thought they weren't aligned ideologically. So when did he try to attempt that assassination? Well, when was that? that? Was it spring? Spring or summer of that, of 63? I don't remember. The same year? Thing. Oh, yeah, it was the same year. And yes. he was out of jail? No, no, they didn't know it was him. Oh, was okay. He, I'm was... like, so he just gets away with attempted murder and doesn't serve a sentence? They never exactly. caught him. They didn't catch him. They just found yeah, out correct. in retrospect. Clearly, you've never watched the eight-hour Kevin Costner JFK movie. Oh, Don't I even did. bring that. No, Don't no, no. even that's bring that all, up. That's all it's just so a story. Bad. It's all lies. I hate it that people, yeah, you know, yeah. can we all agree?
agree that you yes. can't just believe a filmmaker. You know, a lot of people believed all of that is fact, which really pissed me off. Right. I, uh, I couldn't agree more with Don. That, that's it's annoying as hell. Oliver Stone taking liberties. No. It's just like, so, dude, don't mess with history. So I'm sitting in the chair Monday afternoon, minding my own business, watching on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. And these jackasses proposed. Oh, I love Ancient Aliens. Oh, my God. It's such a great show. Uh, and it explains everything. Everything that's happened in the world that's a mystery yeah, that's right. can be blamed on aliens, including JFK's murder. They propose <gasps> that um, JFK was digging into and sent letters to, was it? Uh, well, here it is right here. To the CIA and to NASA wanting to know more information about UFOs. Have you read and heard about this? So who only, was asking about UFOs? JFK. He, yeah, okay. And, and and he goes, so Yeah, what's going on here? And one of his one of his legitimate concerns was that there was a lot of UFO sightings at the time over Russia, over the USSR, and Mm. he was worried that they would think that it was actually the United States. So he wanted more information on that, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, But the show proposed that the CIA freaked out and mere weeks later had him killed in Dallas. Because they work with aliens. Because of because aliens have not only did they uh, did they help with um, the NASA and the rockets and getting to the moon and all that you know and oh. on and on and on it's so it's so mm-hmm. much bullshit that I can barely say it out loud seriously. <laughs> well, yeah. this is a podcast, so please do say it out loud. Anyway, um, th- they found a memo, and here's the great part: that there was a memo that the CIA tried to get rid of by throwing in a fireplace. How many times have we seen this oh in god, a movie? What is this a, movie? Oh yeah. my god, it's a <laughs> yeah. plot. Yeah. And, and they then actually, the cat goes in there and just like Yeah, and one of the guys <laughs> grabbed the memo and then they showed us a picture of the memo and it's got little burn spots that frankly look like they were done by a Zippo. Seriously. <laughs> this is amazing. You throw yes. it something into the fire and poof, it's oh. gone within a second. You can't get your hand in there. Yeah. It, you know. Um, so I, I found that kind of interesting. But uh, Kennedy here, Kennedy was concerned that UFOs seen by the Soviets would be misinterpreted by them as being U.S. Air Corps um, craft. Number two, Kennedy's inquiry could have been connected to his obvious interest in space travel at the time of the alleged composition of the note. Number three, there was at the time, and there still is, a natural concern about UFOs at the time due to a spurt of incidents. Oh, wow. Can we use a different word? (laughs) That's what I thought. Interesting. Anyway, um, if you want to look this up, and it's not appearing anytime soon, maybe you can find it on the uh, web it's season 12 it's ancient alien season 12 episode 9 it's called the majestic 12 and yeah it is interesting but i think they lost me on on that i i don't think that jfk was killed because he wanted to find out what the cia and nasa knew about aliens see anything on that john other than that yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Yes. What is that, the biggest theory? I've forgotten. I'm glad you asked, and I did <laughs> not. What a setup! Oh, look I at did this. Not, I did not set you up for this. Ten crazy JFK conspiracy theories. Like Letterman. Yeah. yeah. Look, you do want to talk about this. You thought you didn't, but you did all this, ten. I did all this show prep, so let's not waste it. Please. Number ten, it was an accident. Um, the C- Secret Service guy in the car that was trailing stood up and um, <gasps> being a very bad uh, gun user, had his finger on the trigger. They went over yeah. a bump or a jerk and he accidentally pulled the trigger. Yeah and blew JFK's head off. Oh, whoa. There, what's what's yeah. fascinating is every one of these you name, including that one, there have been full books written just on yeah. the theory. Oh, there's oh, which, which just is on that one theory. Oh, wow. Yeah, and you've read the them, John. Uh, according well, to yeah, this, over 1,000 books have been written about the assassination. And I would propose that they're just doing this to sell books. You know, well, I could write one. Right, absolutely. There's uh, a guy, uh, Robert Groden, Mm -hmm. Uh, who is a, quote, 
assassination expert. Yeah. He Charles, has always Charles down Jordan's at, brother. Go on. Right. He's always yeah. down in Dealey Very Plaza. Very put upon. Always down at Dealey Plaza. He was one of the first guys who saw the Zapruder film uh, and went on TV all the time to talk about it. And he's written five or six books. And his whole life, all he's done is he sits at Dealey Plaza and sells his books. Mm-hmm. His theories, I think, are goofy as hell. But he put out one book that was all everything photographically related to the assassination, which I own because it's got every photo you could want in it. Yeah. But you're right. This guy's turned this into a, you know, a business. Is this how a he cottage a industry? Yeah. And he started what there was a Ritter film. I think they released in 67. That's when he started doing all this. So that's all he's done for 45, 50 years, whatever it is. Oh, number, nine. number nine, number nine, number nine, umbrella man did it. Oh yeah. Umbrella Remember man. umbrella man standing sure. up. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, uh, that guy was interviewed and, uh, he says it was a reference to British PM Neville Chamberlain's umbrella and appeasement of Hitler and the Nazis. Yeah. It's a form of protest in the UK. Do you suppose JFK, when he saw the umbrella man right before his brains were splattered on the trunk lid, yeah. uh, the, the, uh, the, the back end there, do you think he saw the umbrella man and go, oh, damn, he got me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I think he looked at it and said, I didn't know it was supposed to rain today. Yeah, it's sunny out. What the hell? Number eight. Number eight. And I love this one because today was the first day I had uh, seen this. The Coca-Cola conspiracy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, good. Yes, let's hear it. Uh, Shooter Lee Harvey Oswald was a Dr. Pepper fan. Uh, <laughs> Funny, he didn't appear in any of the commercials. Yeah. Be Aren't a pepper. I'm a pepper. Yo, pepper. Be a pepper. pepper. Uh, anyway, okay. um, and we know that because even Oswald's favorite beverage is part of the intrigue. In a conspiracy of one, Jim Moore sets out a theory that oh, Oswald. Do you, you know him? I, yeah, I do. Yeah, he's he's okay. Uh, yeah, he's a. Oh, this is delicious, John. I love this. Nuts. I yeah. love this Tell one. Me. Uh, Oswald acted alone because after the assassination, Oswald was seen in the Texas School Book Depository drinking Coca-Cola instead of his beloved Dr. Pepper. Uh, Moore believes the only reason for that is that he uh, chose the wrong soft drink from the vending machine because he was nervous. And that's why he did it? Yeah. That's Not that maybe... Maybe they were out of Dr. Pepper, maybe. you know. <laughs> maybe he kind of just preferred Coke second to Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven. And number was, seven. I didn't know he was hanging around. I think he just he, started he running. He didn't hang around. No, so he that's, started yeah. running. Yeah, he went. Yeah, I he, thought he went downstairs to the break room. He immediately went downstairs. Uh, he was seen allegedly in the break room by one person, that's all. And then, uh, according to the timeline, he was literally in the building only for another minute or so. Yeah. Well, maybe he ran with the soda, you know? So, <laughs> my question more is... natural. Yeah. Even if you hate the president, if you knew he was going by the front door of where you work, wouldn't yeah. you at least, like me, go out to the front steps and give him the finger? <laughs> as, as opposed uh, to shooting him, you mean? Uh, I, I, sure I didn't gave, give him uh, the finger. The trigger uh, finger. I... <laughs> <laughs> I gave Clinton the finger once in downtown <laughs> Minneapolis. You did? Yeah, he's going by in a motorcade, and I he was holding up traffic. I was a delivery guy, and he, he made me mad. Holding. So I I, I I got out of my car, and I walked to the intersection, oh. and uh, as he blasted by, I gave him the finger. What are you, Screw my you. mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number seven. Number, number seven. seven. Woody Harrelson's dad did it. Come oh, on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I kind of heard this one, but please remind me. Well, evidently, I'll just read it here. Um, Charles Harrelson, father of Woody, uh, says that uh, Harrelson Sr. was one of the two gunmen and that he was later arrested dressed as a tramp in Dealey Plaza. So oh. he was one of the tramps. Yeah, that's been disproven, of course. Yeah, police eventually named three other men as the tramps, and in 68, Harrelson was actually convicted of murdering a businessman in a contract hit in South Texas. Yeah, he was a hitman. Yeah, Woody's dad was a hitman. Yeah. Uh, number six. Number six. Number six. <laughs> the Better Call Saul theory. Oh. Bob you know, Odenkirk did it? In appointment in Dallas, police officer Hugh McDonald blames the Soviets for contracting Saul, 
a rogue CIA agent and assassin to kill JFK. Apparently, McDonald freelanced for the CIA and met Saul at the agency's HQ. He later tracked down Saul to obtain a confession, uh, but um, Saul apparently shot JFK from a building across the street from Oswald's perch. Oh, so on the other side of Dealey oh, Plaza. Oh, yeah. I used to deliver um, plans to contractors over. Well, I worked for a company called Lanier. Anyway, but I used if to he deliver was, every day over there. If he was over there, that wouldn't explain why his head blew off the way it did, would it? Back into the left. Yeah. Back, Back into, into the, the left. left. Back, Back into, into the, the left. left. Remember, that is a stupid movie. Um, Number Five. five. Number five. The Black Dog Man Theory. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black Dog Man. In, uh, I immediately think of Led Black Zeppelin. Black Dog Man. Take out the president. Are you guys done? Yep. Yeah. Am I the only mature one here today? Please. That's odd. That's odd. Uh-huh. Uh, Robert Groden argues. Yeah, oh, there he is. Robert That's Groden. What I was talking about. Yeah. Bob. Yeah. Uh, that a black dog man figure can be seen in a bush in frame 413 of the Zapruder film. The problem with that theory is that the House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that an, an, an individual was in front of the bushes, not behind them. Bill Miller argues that, no, the man is actually the groundskeeper, Emmett Hudson. No one's ruled out the black doggy yet, however. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so I have to admit, the man on the grassy knoll, how everybody says they see an assassin way back in the trees behind the fence, I, I can't make that out. That's, that's never... black dog man. That's what oh, you're that... talking about. Oh, so that's, that, that's yeah. black dog man. Mm -hmm. it, it That doesn't work for me. It doesn't for me. There was a series... I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, a five-part series, The Men Who Killed Kennedy. Oh, and, I had that on tape. It? It was yeah. I had it labeled. It was actually, I had it on VCR, uh, The Men That Killed That <laughs> Bastard <do>. Kennedy. <laughs> well, they spent a, a half hour of one of the shows going through, you know, meticulously good. And now you can see right here the black dog. Man. No, I can't. <laughs> I don't know what you're I, talking about. I've never about. been able to make that out. Yeah. No. Uh, number four, and this one is number the number four, and this one is absolutely the truth. My favorite part of the show is the numbers. Yeah, go ahead, Kenny. It's been the only good part, to be honest. With you. I like this topic. As, as an go aside. on. Uh, number four, Oswald's visit to Mexico before Kennedy's death yeah. may have been to finalize assassin, assassination plans and plot his escape. That is 100% true. Well, that's part of what they're trying to uh, say, these CIA pages, when they come out. Right, show. right. Oswald visited the Cuban and Russian embassies on this six-day trip. Three of those days may have been spent with pro-Castro groups, seemingly confirmed by journalist Oscar Contreras Latriga. Right, good job, it. Kenny. No, that's not even close. Doesn't matter. It sounded yeah, good. The accent sounded good, though. So. The conversation, however... terrible. Yeah, thank you, Don. <laughs> You're the only one that's honest with me. You're the only person in my life that tells me what an answer. I need you on my side, so I'll do whatever it takes. Uh, the conversation, however, believes the journalist lived far away at the time, however, and wasn't in a position to know who Oswald was with. Okay, uh, number three. Number three. The CIA was involved. This also definitely 100%. true. 100%. Uh, when America's most trusted broadcaster, Walter Cronkite, announced JFK's death, we and heard that. And that's the way it is. Yes. Everyone remembered what they were doing at the moment. John, what were you doing? You were probably suckling on your mama's bosom, weren't you? I was six by then, Kenny. Come on. God, you were already six. six. You are ancient. I'm pretty old. Wow. I, I am. Um, Dave Perry, a former insurance claims adjuster who has been digging through JF. So you can just be any jackass <laughs> yeah, off the street and be, yeah. a, and be a, an expert hey, here. Kenny, you think there's a lot of books on this, by the way? Try looking up podcasts on this. Oh, oh I bet. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton. See, some are good and some are awful. Now, you're, you're legitimizing what I said earlier. This is, uh, we're doing, this is a cliche Krabby Coffee shop. No, no, no. It's we're, just very meta. No, we're giving an overview of what's out there. These other people are 
wasting their time. Anyway, this, <laughs> yeah, that's it. this random jackass, Dave Perry, a former insurance claims Steve adjuster. Should have been yep. gone. <laughs> yep. Wheel in the sky keeps on. Uh, oh, he's been... He's been digging through the files since 76. He pointed out that the CIA may have had Oswald on the payroll or overheard Oswald plotting with Soviets at their Russian embassy in Mexico. Um, Does he have any proof? Yet. Um, But that's absolutely true. (laughs) That's absolutely true. You didn't write that, did you? Somebody else wrote that. Yeah, no, I would never have said that. No, I I put anything on the prompter, I'll read it. Number two. Two. Number two. two. The Illuminati are to blame. Oh, give me a break. The elusive Illuminati. These aren't in order of importance, are they? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, they are? We're counting our way down. So first you have to believe in the Illuminati. Right. As the conspiracy theater uh, theory goes, JFK delegated presidential power to issue silver certificates to the Treasury. They've already lost me. Which threatened the power of the Illuminati controlled federal reserve does that make sense to you john uh not really but sure yeah, I'll, they I'll control go the it. federal reserve he had right. another form of what currency that he was given out to special people oh like Is cigarettes that, yeah like golden like what silver what no like cigarettes in prison yeah yeah i get that joke i passed over it but what about uh what about this there's another you're saying there was another form of money that jfk was printing to go here this is the real money it was was bitcoin he wanted he delegated presidential power to issue silver certificates to the treasury which threatened the power of the federal reserve which evidently is controlled by the illuminati Right. Uh, but, mm. in fact, Kennedy signed an executive order to do the opposite, intending oh. to phase out silver certificates in favor of Federal Reserve notes. What? See, that's just confusing. Yeah, Drum roll. once again. Oh. Number one. Number one. One, 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 one. Aliens organized the hit. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> this one's got to be true. Uh, Milton uh, William Cooper, a former U.S. Bradley radio, go on. a former U.S. <laughs> radio personality, oh, hey. those radio and people. author, spread the news about Project Luna, a secret alien base on the dark side of the moon. Oh, uh, on the dark side. On the dark side. Oh yeah, yeah. Furthermore, he promoted the conspiracy theory that JFK was assassinated by a gas pressure device. Oh, what's that movie that we came out about five years ago with the guy uh, that was... Old, yeah. uh, no time for... No men. country for old men? No country for old men, thank you. So one of oh, those things... I didn't things. see that because it said old men in it. <laughs> I'm going to guess that <laughs> was more than five years ago, by the way. Uh, yeah, Whatever, Ross, who cares? Men. Nobody cares. <laughs> 2007, um, it was 15 years ago. <laughs> Close you? enough. He was assassinated yeah. by this device that aliens supplied to the driver of the presidential limo because JFK wow. was about to expose Washington alien collusions. This that's is weird. This is going to make me sound so dumb, and I apologize. Well, You're going to be very upset, Kenny. That's, that's okay, easy. dummy. I just think it, it's the every time, and I, I love this topic. Uh, I, I even had a really bad dream years ago where I honestly thought I time traveled and I was at the assassination. It was, so it, cool. it, oh, it was awful. I, I woke up, I was terrified and just in horrible sweats. But, anyways, I digress. This, this whole thing I find so fascinating. Like, literally, every I know they told him that we should cover your limo and he didn't want to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But just even though a U.S. president hadn't been assassinated or killed to death in quite some time, killed, killed, to, death. killed death. to death, sorry, killed. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm dumb. Everything about this is mind boggling to me. Just that he's fully exposed in a vehicle. People can freely get near him. The parade route changed just hours before. Everything about this, you can't. It just wouldn't have flown in 1975. Now, partially because of what happened, because, yeah, because exactly. of this. Yeah, it's like but that's even, why they have a e- Pope mobile now. Even prior to that, to be so naive and for this to be just so out in the open and so easy access for everybody, never made sense to me. Did we not learn anything from the Lincoln assassination? 
<laughs> well, the same people well, weren't, weren't alive, I don't think. So. Well, I think it was I'm, the uh, Illuminati was involved in the uh, Lincoln assassination, too. I'm not going to call you a dummy, Ross, because I think what you hit on there is one of the reasons there's so many conspiracy theories. People the are amazed route. that it was this easy for one little lunatic to kill a guy who was so popular, so everything, and it just shattered everybody's illusions. Yeah, and that's why that's why people, yeah, and that's why people believe in a million conspiracy theories because they think, well, this couldn't possibly have been one little twerp who, you know. John, have you been to Dealey Plaza? I have not. Well, Ro Ross, you have. Yep, I have recently. Don, you recently, have a yeah. million times. Yeah, I have I, a million I, times. I went by Dealey Plaza one night in the uh, 90s. It was about three in the morning. And I was S faced. Was. Uh, I was S faced. Sure. Did and, you see the guy um, selling his books? He was sitting there. Yeah, yeah. at three a.m. Um, I wasn't driving. We were on our way to Austin. We but we decided to uh, shut down a club in Dallas before we went there. And even in my condition, was it, it called was, Baby Dolls? Uh, the club. I don't. I don't remember. Or the Lodge. Sort of former club. Are these all Jack strip clubs? Movies, Those are strip maybe. clubs. Sorry. Oh, yeah. oh no, it was uh, it was bands. Um. Even in my condition, it was obvious to me that there was no way in hell that Oswald yeah. could have acted alone. Well, you're wrong. Kenny, that's <laughs> to me, that's the biggest thing. It, it's funny, John. You're the only person that believes he acted alone, but yet you've never been there to see it. I'm, and I'm not you the don't, only person. You don't 40, know anything. 45% of the American population thinks he acted alone. Well, they're idiots. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah, and, the minority. And, yeah, the minority. Yeah, the minority. <laughs> They'd lose an election. Kenny, I think what you oh, said God. is perfect. So I, I've always had doubts. I... I, I <laughs> I'm not beyond saying that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. I just, I waffle back and forth. So I, waffle, waffle. but I will say this Pick though, Kenny, side. to your Pick point, when you go there and yeah. you walk around and you look at it, you say this would be really damn near impossible to pull off in 2022. And I'm supposed to believe that this guy pulled it off in the sixties. Well, I don't buy it. It's different what, now. The, also, the facts that you're not throwing out there and what John doesn't realize is the man liquor, by the way, girlfriend, 80s, um, the, the rifle he used and the scope that he had on was a piece <laughs> of crap. And it was bolt action. That's why he so he had, shot, yeah. he had to cycle through, and even experts can't do that. Well, that's not true. It's if you've ever shot, created if you've, by several experts. If you've ever shot, shot at a deer with oh. any kind of rifle that's a bolt action, you with a crappy scope, you'll understand, and you know that there's no way You're, this guy acted I, alone. Actually, it's been recreated with that rifle once by marksman. No more than once. once. Yeah, first, first in 1960, what six by CBS News, and oh, then that's the one various, I saw. Various times since. I just want to point out, it took about five split seconds for the man liquor joke to land, and when, <laughs> and when it did, I now have tears in my eyes. I can't. Oh, you I can't love think that. about anything else. He loves it. Look at him. The uh, the weirdest. You didn't hit the weirdest uh, theory though. Give it, uh, there's give an it to me. entire book that, that LBJ I read. did it. No, no, that uh, a guy came up through a manhole. He was one of two shooters. Yeah. Can you he, please he, call he, it a person hole? Person <laughs> hole. I am offended. Shot Kennedy along with the other guy. That two people shot him, including one who came up through the person hole. Excuse me. I thought he was. <laughs> I thought he was peeking out the gutter. <laughs> Oh, I, I haven't heard this. Really? I, I just took it as he lifted the cover off. Yeah, boom, but that's kind of complicated. What, there's another car coming. He has to really have some good yeah, timing. And those dog, things weigh dog. a lot. I'm adding manhole shooter to my name of alternative <laughs> rock bands if I ever start a good, band. Good. That's a great name. Well, uh, uh, well, since we're on topic and on brand right now, well. I think this might be a good time to mention that uh, DK Mags. Oh, he's good. What a professional. What a professional. I'm, I don't know if this is the right time, but go yeah, ahead. Exactly. <laughs> this is, there's not going to be a right time, but we're doing it anyway. On Old Eight in New Brighton is our full-service gun shop. I don't think they carry man lickers with really and, crappy scopes. And also be responsible with your gun, Kenny, unlike the uh, CIA agent who accidentally shot the Yeah, when you're handling your firearm, you don't put your finger inside the trigger guard until it's time to shoot at JFK. 
Uh, anyway, they do uh, handle a wide selection of pistols, revolvers, ammo, accessories, everything we need, holsters, uh, suppressors, magazines. And if you have something specific in mind, special orders, no problems. No promises on the man liquor, though. Uh, but they'd be more than happy to assist you in tracking down and purchasing whatever firearm you want. If you have one you don't need, a DK Mag's also a great source. They'll buy your gun, either a single unit or entire estates. Both DK Mags and Monticello Pawn and Gun have gunsmithing services, so you can keep things working nice. Check out the website, dkmags.com, but keep in mind now, the website does not list what's in the store, uh, so you're going to have to stop in and give them a call. Great selection, fair prices, a wonderful staff at both DK Mags on Old 8 in New Brighton and Monticello Pawn and Gun, the website, dkmags.com. All right, um, wasn't that Gene Show fun? Yes. Last week. Before we get into that, have yeah. you ever seen the Erica Badu video where she takes off her clothes and walks around in Dealey Plaza and she got I arrested? Have, yes. She got yep. fined for it. Yeah. Really? I just mm-hmm. wanted to throw that out there. What I was love the... Erica Badu. She's one of my favorite artists. What was the her reasoning? first album is brilliant. Um, she was doing a video for Window Seat, I think. Anyway, there's the kids. Window Seat, yeah. Music video. She walks around and takes Erica off her clothes, Bad and it's just the press conferences two. were really funny. I, I, it was twelve years ago. I just remember the police chief talking about how they took care of the problem. I'm like you loved it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't a problem per se. Yeah, just as you know, I told her to just come over to my house next time. Okay, oh, go is, on with the gene. Uh, what? Okay, no, this is a good segue because I just looked her up. It appears she's a, what they call these days an R&B singer. Oh, oh she's one. Her first oh, album, Kenny, from the late 90s is brilliant, as is, is the live. Good. TV. Yes. Good. Tyrone. Um, I want to get to R&B Tyrone. in a second. Um, Tyrone first, is a great song. Uh, a couple of notes from listeners. This one, who's this from? Oh, Megan. Of course it's from Megan. As always, I got to the end of today's episode and was wishing for another hour of it. I think we could have easily gone another hour, and Gene said the same thing when, yeah, when I talked to him later. He said he had a lot of fun, and uh, some of his friends listened and uh, thought it was pretty cool. Uh, the other one is from our friend Josh, who follows us on Twitter. I've been to a few of the shows he mentioned. was in the nosebleeds for the Allman Brothers Hootie show. was at Edgefest 2 when Flip opened the day as well. I wish I had gone to the uh, Riverfest shows, but I was a stupid teeny bopper then. He was saying flip? Flip. F-L-I-P-P. Oh I thought he was saying slip, and he was just trying to be cool and not say slip not. No, but I'll... <laughs> so here I was so confused. I'm like, really? Slip not? No. That was um, weird. But I'll bet you Gene's probably done business with slip not. Yeah, because one of their members is marrying... Um, uh, uh, Kelly Osborne. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. she has his Didn't child. She's oh. pregnant with his child. She's oh. with child? Which, which is weird because they were on the tour when I was on, and Kelly was probably th- 16, oh. I think, at the time. So oh. they've known each other for a while. And I'm like, when did this start? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, she's been with weird. many people. But I just thought it was like, if you know a teenager and then you grow up and date him, isn't that creepy? Only if you were also a no, teenager. no, no. You're an adult, and then yeah, no, that doesn't. You work. met them when they were a teenager no. or a child. That's Jerry Lee Lewis. I think you it's gross. Mean to tell me a rock and roller would be with a teenage girl. <laughs> yeah. What? No songs I'm have ever shocked. been. Oh boy, yeah. It, she's got to be. Is she, she's got to be pushing forty now. I think so. Yeah. yeah, because that was. She's all grown 2000. up. Two thousand. Can you believe Ozzy is still alive? No. <laughs> Him and Keith Richards. What the? What's the deal? Well, um, here's one from Dan. Uh, so today's Krabby Show was about the coolest podcast to date. Not to mention uh, the one where uh, we had the guy talking about his nipples. That was equally entertaining. <laughs> uh, I could have listened to. Eight, I could have listened to eight more hours of Gene. After you hearing you guys talk about ZZ Top, I figured I'd share my run-in with Billy Gibbons last year. I'm a field mechanic for XL Energy. I live out of hotels for a good part of the time. Last year, I was working in Sioux Falls and wasn't able to get my units uh, because the stir just ended up at a Ramada near the Denny Sanford Center. That does I don't know what that is. It's a, he, uh, a yeah, venue. Hospital clinic. He, he oh, wanted, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Yeah, Sanford. <laughs> he's, got, he's got both, John. Yes. He wandered down to the lobby that evening and saw an old guy wandering around and said, 
Why is that old effort dressed up like Billy Gibbons? <laughs> this is a thought that Kenny would have. <laughs> yeah, because you can't believe that it's actually him. That's about great. The, about that time, the dim light bulb went off in my 14-hour day head. I checked the Google. ZZ Top was playing Sturgis the next evening. About then, he was coming out from the hospitality room behind the front desk with about a half a dozen bags of chips, and I caught up to him in the parking lot. Uh, as you said, really nice guy, cool with me bothering him. We chatted for just a minute, and that was that. The band of three of... Uh, oh, the band had three of the largest motor coaches I've ever seen. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was cool. Um, one of the first stories he told, and I prompted him to tell it, was the Greg Allman story. Yeah. What T-shirt was Gene wearing? Stacks, right? Yeah, Stacks. I thought, I thought so. Mm-hmm. It was a Stacks. Stacks Records. Yeah, a yeah, Stacks, Stacks Records Not Stacks, t-shirt. the delicious chip that comes in no. a tube. S-T-A-X <laughs> Records. Yeah. yeah. Stacks. Yeah. Um, and it just so happens that yesterday, Jim Stewart, do you happen to have this no. story, John? Uh, I don't have it, Uh no, but you but can I mean, talk about it at length, sure, right? Yeah, definitely. G- yeah. Jim Stewart, a co-founder of Stax Record, died on Monday at age ninety-two. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. And, and for the record, uh, he tipped out of the canoe. For the record, I I don't I I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know anything about Stax Records. Where were they based? Stax in Memphis, they were the Memphis R and B uh, label mm-hmm. of the '60s. Uh, Booker T and the MGs started there. They were the house band, actually, which which is a pretty good house band when you think about it. With and then the, you've got Sun Records, which is yeah, so, yeah, Suns, which yeah. is also there. But mm-hmm. then we have the is it called the Detroit Sound, John? That's, that's Motown and Motown. Did the acts on Motown and Stax sound distinctly different? Most. Yes, most assuredly. Uh, Motown, Barry Gordy wanted it to appeal to teenagers who were black and teenagers who were white. So he popped it up a little. There's obviously tons of R&B still in Motown, uh, but he tried to make it a little more poppy. And Stax was just down-home Southern R&B mixed with blues, soul music. I mean, you know, uh, it was Otis Redding. Stax was Otis Redding. uh, Booker T and the MGs, Albert King, Sam and Dave. I mean, those are hardcore soul and r who did phil specter work for uh he didn't work for record brother of arlen specter good thank you for back to the kennedy assassin also involved in jfk assassin arlen specter yes warren commission right exactly anyway anyway go back to what you're saying phil specter he didn't work for a label uh he worked for himself and uh he would produce the records and they would be on whatever label you know, the bands would be on whatever label, but he had his own house band basically in his own stable of singers, uh, including Ronnie, his wife at the time who he mistreated horribly. Yeah. Uh, and, and where was, where was he based out of John? Uh, he was based for a little bit in, in New York, but he ended up on the West coast, I believe is where he ended up doing most of his later stuff, not later, but did he take season. his uh, musicians, his players with him? I think he used, uh, what's their names? The Wrecking Crew when he got to L.A. Okay. He was, uh, you know, the Wrecking Crew was the band for most of those. Uh, and of how do uh, Stax Axe and the Detroit Axe differ from what Royce says he loves Philadelphia R&B? <sighs> Philadelphia is, a, I think, a whole completely different thing. It's very smooth. Uh, it's still soul and R&B but there's definitely jazz overtones to it. Uh, it's, you know, Billy Paul, the OJs, uh, tons of acts like that who are a little smoother. Gladys Knight and the Pips, where do they figure in? They were on Motown. Motown. They were yeah, Motown. They were on Motown, yep. I've always thought it would be the coolest job in the whole world would be to be one of the Pips. You get to <laughs> do the cool dance moves. You get to just yeah. step up to the mic and give them a little, you know, a little something, something, and then and back then go away, back and do your dancing. dancing. Yes, yeah. and cash what, a paycheck. Yeah. What's really cool about Motown to me is where Barry Gordy wanted it to be very poppy uh, to start with. As the all those artists started to get their own autonomy and demanded it from him, like Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder, it really became uh, far more of an R and B 
label in the early 70s temptations all that funky stuff papa was rolling stone mm. ball of confusion oh, i mean they it i love that song a, isn't that's the song with the three minute ramp right papa was yes, the rolling stone yeah, with the little yeah. wah and stuff yeah, at the beginning. yeah. What great, a great percussion song. Yeah. yeah so that that they they changed a bit in the early 70s it became far more hardcore r&b than they were in the 60s do you of, oh sorry go ahead kenny of those three different um varieties of r&b what what would your favorite be if if you have one <sighs> I really, really, I love them all. I, I love them all, and depending on my mood, but I love the Philly stuff. It's just, you know, musically, it's so well put together. But then again, Papa was Rolling Stone. I mean, you can't make a better record than that. I, so I, I just love it all. I love all three of them. McLean, do you have a problem, like evidently I do, with the fact that now today's artists still refer to themselves as R&B singers, or is that okay with you? Um, well, what's your argument there? That it's just pop music now. Oh, um. It's not well, R&B whole, to me, it's oh, pop. Well, you're probably not listening to the current R&B that isn't played on, you know, a lot but of I, the station. I mean, there's, do we have an R&B station here? I apologize for not knowing that. I don't. Do we? Yeah, it's definitely a separate category whenever and you're... Even like when we were talking about Erica Badu, uh, you weren't familiar with her, but she was huge, Kenny. She was. Gigantic. Yeah. And she's definitely an R&B singer. Yeah, she <laughs> so is. So the three of you, John and I know, but I, I guess it would be Ross and Dawn. You don't know this. We, um, John's son, Dill, works with some artists out in LA and one of the artists he works with, we have a song of his, right, John? And it's yeah. the one where he's actually singing vocals and Don, this sounds like it's right out of the late sixties. It is so amazing. I love R that. And B it's just amazing. Uh, and the, as uh, turn, go I'm ahead, sorry, John. Go ahead. I was just going to say the ironic part is they, they didn't finish it. They just stopped. They, it, so we don't want to do it. They didn't finish this song and it'll never be released. And I think the only way you can hear it is on GL. Wait. Or you have it? Listen to this. We have to take this out of the podcast because you can't no, play no, the music. No, oh. we, it's, it's his song. They wrote it. Come on, John. That's a falsetto. I mean, that's basically the song, but it's good stuff. That's great. I wish I knew we were going here. I, I would have had Ross look it up on Reaver's stuff and play it. We always have a next next week. You we know? should be. We should use that one on what? this show. What's it called? Does anybody know? It's called Ice Cold. How cold? But the fact ice, ice cold. cold. John, are these kids idiots? Because that song is absolute brilliance. Well, but the thing it's is... It's one of the best R&B songs I've ever heard, my God. The, the people who are doing and having hits, they they don't need to do that kind of song because the other junk is selling, for lack of a better way to put it. Wow. I don't see it in the system. I'll get it from Chris and have it at the ready the next time wow. we need it. Don, it's just an amazing number and the fact that it'll never be heard by the public and that we we do have permission from them and we're the only outlet that plays that it just it, it's so frustrating to me that songs like that and artists we've never heard of will never hit the big time yet we have to deal with acts like green day you know what i mean oh shots fired Oh, wow. I know we're getting near uh, wrapping up, <laughs> yeah. but no, uh, no, we are done. You guys, uh, you, you started to <laughs> allude to it, and that's where I hopped in uh, a few moments ago. Do you three have, I'll give mine, but do you three have favorite songs that have enormously long ramps? I love John Mellencamp, John Cougar, John Cougar Mellencamp's I Need a Lover. The real version that has like the two and a half minute because ramp. that's what you play every night. I need Don. That was that was such a great shot. Shots fired again. I'm sorry. <laughs> this you is know, the name of this podcast. Shots fired. It is the because with Don McClain. It is. You know, it is the time of year where every night I go home and I see all these people with their happy little lives and I go, I, I hope they all get divorced. Oh, my God. No, I don't wow. mean that. I'm just joking. Here we go. Do you guys have favorite songs, though? Uh, I can't think of one right now because I've got Reavers and 
Joe Sushi. I know they're all staring down at my us. neck. Uh, John, what's the we name do. of that? What's the name of that John Cougar <laughs> song that I don't think they play anymore? But it was a video, and it's a gal dancing outside of a trailer house. It's, it's, it was just something you filmed out of your trailer it. house. <laughs> it, uh, uh, pink houses, paper and fire. No, uh, no. Check it out. Something about check dancing. Something about dancing. And Don, uh, it's softcore porn is what it is. What, the hell was, what was it God. now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You I'll, find I'll this. Th- I'll look this up later tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah. while you listen yeah. to your... I need, I need a lover, lover that won't drive me crazy. <laughs> hey, guys, I have a couple of housekeeping items that I'm long overdue on. Oh, my God. I met a gentleman <laughs> named Paul Lentner, who's a huge GL fan and Krabby Coffee Shop fan. Sure. I met him back in September and told him I would mention him on the pod. So here and I, so you're picking the date that we're late. <laughs> here, I, here I am three well, months later. You got duped, Ross, because Paul, of all people, knows we never do shout-outs on the no, Garage exactly. Logic no, Network, Paul, ever. Paul gets one because uh, he attempted and told me if he if I didn't say his name, he would hunt me down at next year's uh, tournament raising money for cystic fibrosis and Jesus. beat me with a golf club. So well, I, I don't, now he's my best friend. I don't want that to happen. Also, kids, uh, I checked out a movie yesterday that I don't know if you'll love it, but you guys need to. What? We're doing a movie with <laughs> yep, you? We are. No, no, no. We have to. Who is this? Uh, uh, who's pressing the buttons, Kenny? This guy. Yeah, good point. Uh, Violent Night. You guys Violent need to watch night. the previews for this and go see it. It is very well aware. It is incredible. David Harbour, he's yeah. Santa. It he is kicks incre- ass. It is incredible. Previews, yeah. It's, yeah, I'll never, I'll never incredible. go see it ever. I guess Kenny, we're going to have to devote the last five minutes of that's every podcast. Because Kenny was the stand-in for the Violent Night. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, the Kenny last five a- minutes of every podcast belonged to Ross. I just want you guys to the joy that I felt watching Violent Night was incredible. Well, you was want it, your music? Was it Mellencamp's uh, like five Let minutes it all ago? Hang out. Kenny, Let it all hang out. Let it all out. hang out. Yeah, I'm Let saying, it all it's his wife, out. right? I gotta go, guys. I'm leaving too. Yeah, yeah, I should too. I think Dawn looks like a nun with her hat like that, or hood. I mean, <laughs> Ross, take over. This episode of the Krabby Coffee Shop, sponsored by me, Ross Brendel. Talk to you Thanks, soon. Ross. Thanks for listening to news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. New episodes drop every week wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to hear less of me and more of your message, garagelogic.com keyword partner. Garagelogic.com keyword partner.